Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. You can say many things about my beloved home state of Louisiana that will give you a sense of what people think about the place. Uh, You know, the first thing I think of is, you know, the love that I have for my family that are there. Uh, Think about our food, our cuisine. Arguably, I'd argue with anybody, probably the most uh, unique in the U.S. You can talk about our music. No one touches our music, whether it's Zydeco or country and western or the jazz clubs that inhabit those dark spaces in the French Quarter. But one thing I think that everybody can consistently come to grips with when it comes to New Orleans is the temperature. And I can't tell you over the years how many people I've heard say that they have never been so hot as they were on a trip to New Orleans during the middle of summer. And that brings about thoughts. You, you think about, well, how did your ancestors ever survive in that environment before days of, of conditioned air, if you will? You feel like you're going to melt. But you know, there's a young woman. Actually, there was a young woman. She's no longer with us. And she died, but what was left behind of her has been described in terms of having melted away. And I can tell you this, 
It had nothing to do with the heat of Louisiana. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. It's often said, I think, um, you know, that you can never take off enough clothes when it's hot outside, Dave. Uh, some people will say, well, if it's cold, I can always bundle up. I can get layer upon layer. Now, I know my friends up in Minnesota and North Dakota and, and uh, up in Wisconsin will probably take exception to that. Um, and I'm not even going to talk to my friends up in the Upper Peninsula of, uh, <laughs> of, of Michigan, a uh, beautiful area up there, but they do know cold. And they, they many of them will say, I prefer the heat any day. But... I think you know where I'm going with this. If you, you, you can layer up and bundle up to a great degree, that makes it uncomfortable. Uh, you can't move around, but there's just something about being in an environment where you're incredibly hot and always sweating, miserable. Um, it's almost like a sickness. Sometimes you can't get past it. And, um, we experience that heat here in Alabama as well, to a certain degree, don't we, Dave? Mm. Yeah, somewhat. But <laughs> be miserable. Yeah, you you can, um, you know, and but bodies, you know, that are subjected to this kind of um, in, these environmental conditions, uh, they change and decay rapidly. But you know, Dave, the the story that that we're going to talk about, I I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but I feel like it needs to be said. Um, the decay that took place with this young woman's body didn't take place after death, Dave. That's what I, you know, as you're talking about melting and uh, those things, and it's because it's been described that 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher melted into the couch in her parents' home. As we talk about this today, that's the end, okay? The end is that she was found melted into the couch. You're going to have to describe this for us because I picture it from a temperature standpoint, you know, yeah. as, as ice cream melts. But in this case, we're dealing with a human being who I'm looking at pictures of her when she's in ninth grade and she's healthy. She's playing on the volleyball team. And then her parents check her out of school and homeschool her. And the next thing we find out is that nobody's heard from her in years until they get a call that she's passed away at the age of 36. What was striking about Lacey's case is that the coroner, who is in fact, uh, who is in fact a, a physician, uh, and it's this actually, this case takes place in East Feliciana Parish, Louisiana. Where is that? Well, it's in a, it's in a unique spot. It's, um, it's a spot that if you have any sense of, South Louisiana, and you know where, you know where Lake Pontchartrain is. It Lake Pontchartrain sits north of of New Orleans, and if you think of Louisiana as a boot, which it's kind of shaped like, it would be the top of the bottom of the boot. It's part of South Louisiana, and this is where this family lived. And the coroner, who you know attended the scene, he physically bore witness to Lacey's body, this gentleman, his name's Dr. Uh, Yule Beckham. He actually came to the home. You know, he saw this, this young lady laying on the sofa and she had smell of urine, which I know that obviously many people can identify, you know, what the smell of urine is like. But after an area has been super saturated with urine, it, it takes on a very strong ammonia smell. And so that would be one of these things that like hits you in the face. It's assaulting. The smell itself is assaulting. You couple that with also this, this idea that she's not clean relative to her backside. And so she's laying in her own feces. So urine and feces, it looks as though to him that she's been laying there for a protracted time. And she's actually on a sofa, a family sofa. And there are other seating areas around her. So whoever is indwelling this house, which turns out to be her parents, they're indwelling this environment with their daughter laying on the sofa and smelling like this all of the time. And one of the things he, he describes is that he saw indwelling maggots. And these maggots, 
had taken taken up home in her body, and this is not unheard of. I've worked several cases like this, a lady that had untreated breast cancer, and she had indwelling maggots in one of her breasts, and I've seen this before. But to this degree, I just don't know. But Dr. Yule, he actually made the comment, Dave, that it appeared as though that this poor woman had melted. That's an inaccurate term because she's not, you know, to melt, to, for something to melt, you have to have a, a constant heat source. You know, you think about flame, you take an ice cube, you put it adjacent to, to the flame and it's going to, you know, go from solid into a liquid. It could vaporize. That's not what we're talking about here. We're literally talking about this young woman who has laid on the sofa for so long, Dave, that her body has begun to digest itself. And there is this liquid product that is produced by the cells beginning to, to break down. The cytoplasm actually in the cells themselves is, is leaching out. The maggots are feeding off of this because this is a source of protein for them. And I can't even, I don't know that anybody out there could even actually begin to imagine the level of, of discomfort an individual would have to be suffering from in order to not sense this. But here's, here's the real rub with this, Dave. She was in an infirmed static position. She was in what medical professionals refer to in stasis, just laying there. And she required assistance because she's autistic. Uh, and she's nonverbal. So wherever her placement is on the spectrum of autism, it had the component of it where she apparently over these years, she had mentioned that she had attended school at one point in time, but she was non-communicative. She just laid there, Dave. She laid there as her body began to give up. She laid there as the sofa began to give way. It's threadbare. You can see the the cushions, uh, the interior, this foam rubber, laid there and just wasted, wasted away. She's nonverbal. How's she going to complain? What's she going to do? We do know this, though. It was 20 years, Dave. It was 20 years since the last time anyone had any awareness of the status of Lacey. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to, somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash bags. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You read these old stories out of the Bible, and you think about these people that were in these miserable conditions maybe they had leprosy or they were deemed unclean they were unhealthy maybe they were paralytic and they're laying outside the gates of the city and they're crying mercy mercy you know for anybody that would come by and extend extend mercy to them to help them but dave you know in this case with lacy we've got a 36 year old woman with autism that's nonverbal, and I, I think, at least in my estimation, that I, I don't, I don't know of anyone, maybe in East Feliciana Parish, that deserved more mercy than her, and it, it wasn't even extended by her own, her own family, Dave. That's what we're dealing with here, and Sheila Fletcher and Clay Fletcher are the parents of Lacey Fletcher. Now they're both thir- sixty-six. Lacey was thirty-six. I say was because she is no more. To say that she melted is not to be disrespectful. Joe and I both, in looking at this story, have come to it from different ways because I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know biology. I fell asleep in those classes. The science classes didn't attract Mm -hmm. my attention. I probably was watching something different. But what does get me as a a father is to think about how when I look at my children, my grandchildren, I think about what can I do to make their day better? What can I do to protect them from harm? What can, when they cry, when they stub a toe, I want to take yeah. the pain away. I don't want them to even have that. And I think about that as a, as a father. And now as this mom and dad who, I don't know how this happened. This L- Lacey Fletcher was active, was I, okay. I know she's on the spectrum with autism yeah. and was nonverbal. Joe, is that something that can happen after it would seem yeah have, it, it would it would seem because I think you even had mentioned that the the image that we saw of her she was I, in the chorus she's yes I've, I've got a picture of her she looks to be about 16 yeah, years old yeah. uh, she had is active she played she she played on the volleyball right. team um, I don't know how one becomes I, I don't either because I go at Jacksonville State uh, my family and I, we go support our women's volleyball team. And let me tell you something, mm-hmm. that might be some of the most verbal human beings I've ever been around in my right. life. And yeah. and so the shouting and the screaming and everything that goes on there. And then of course, so yeah, you would think that something triggered, something triggered, uh, you know, along yes. the way. And isn't it, isn't it kind of interesting that she was in a private school setting um, and then she's abruptly removed. Um, and yeah. then, for all we know, she just she just shut down and they placed her on the sofa. Dave, I got to tell you, uh, in uh, full, I have to fully, you know, kind of uh, uh, tell you how I got involved in this case. I, I I'd had the folks at News Nation reach out to me uh, mm-hmm. with Ashley Banfield show, and they wanted me to talk about this young woman that had melted into the sofa and breaking news happened and whatever. And I, I, we couldn't make it happen, uh, for that appearance. But, you know, I just did a cursory read at first. Yeah. She's melted in the sofa and I'm thinking, okay, this is one of these cases where someone has died and the family just ignored the body and left the body on the sofa. And I've, 
I've been around those cases. I've worked those kinds of cases. People do do that where they have a loved one that just dies in the house. You see them in the news frequently and they're, the bodies are decomposing. The people are still living around them, Dave. That's not what happened here. You're talking no, about this, this slow roll. How many years? Tell me again, how many years again was well, it? We know for at least 20 years, at least 20 years, uh, she was left unchecked. We had no health insurance claims. <laughs> we had no visits to a doctor. She, we only know that she last saw a doctor in 2002 when she was 16 years old. That's the last record we have of her. And as you look into this, you're thinking she's 16. We're looking at pictures. She's playing volleyball. Now we go 20 years later and she's dead. And we're told that she was autistic, diagnosed with autism, and she was nonverbal. This had to be after she was taken out of the private school. And she was on the couch. And here's the other part, because we know that she didn't see a doctor for 20 years and she's autistic with, you know, and on the spectrum that you would expect her to have to see a doctor. Yeah, but yeah you didn't. would. And if she's nonverbal, if let's just say that that she has developed that she was on the spectrum and because mm-hmm. she was not receiving any kind of therapy, you know, to just right. live day to day that. Buddy, let me tell you, the brakes came off, and she just began flying down the hill. And she's going down the hill so fast that as she begins to diminish over a period of time, maybe she completely shuts down, and she just goes into this status where she is non-mobile, she's non-verbal, she can't tell them what she wants. But Dave, she, she's suffering from all of these maladies all over her body. Right. The coroner suggesting that she had not moved from that spot on the couch for 12 years, not moved. That means that her mother and father brought her her food. We, I want to go over something yeah, very quickly, yeah. but they brought her food, they brought her water, they brought her and allowed her to, granted, they had to have cleaned up some of her, they had to have cleaned up something. There's no way you could have 12 years of, of human waste of excrement, urine, all around you. You couldn't hold that much, I wouldn't No, think. Uh, no, but, you, you couldn't. And here's here's another thing, Dave, that I found very interesting because they've got these ghastly images. Um, right. And I, it might be the Post or Daily Mail. I'm not really sure which one. But they had gotten these images um, where her, her body is actually blurred out. But, Dave, this is like a, the sofa that she's on is a brown leather it looks like leather. It's probably some kind of naga hide or something like that. She's laying it. You know, it's the ones with the big cushions. Well, right. in, in, in the center of these, you can make this out. The entire sofa, that cushion has cratered out, man. It's, it's, it's right cratered now. out. And, I mean, it's worn down. I mean, we all know. I mean, if you go out and you buy a sofa, right? You buy a sofa, maybe your old one has gotten threadbare, it's worn, it's like it doesn't have the same spring to it anymore, and so it's like, I want to divest myself of this thing, I'm going to throw it on the junk pile, or maybe, you know, somebody can come and pick it up for charity, and you go out and buy a new one. Well, you want a new one, um, and you want it to be nice, so you can sit on it. You realize how long it would take for someone to wear through to wear through all of those various surfaces on top of that sofa. So when the coroner comes out and he's already been assaulted, his uh, senses have been assaulted. He's assaulted, you know, uh, uh, certainly with what he smells and then what he sees. And then laying there before him, when he begins to do his examination, there are things that are going to stand out to him. He's going to see the filth that this young lady is surrounded by. He knows that it's been indwelling for some time because I think anybody, any right-thinking person can look at, at an area that's blown out on the sofa and know that this is something that didn't happen overnight. That this is a, Because, look, all the other cushions around her, they were intact. Right. And so yep. she had sat. You can see where she, she was. Sat you can actually see. that spot. How do you, now, how does that happen over that period of time? I, the parents, mom took her to a psychologist in ninth grade. Well, at 14, 
uh, to a clinical psychologist because she suffered severe social anxiety. Apparently, and this is what the defense is saying, the parents loved her so much, they just put her on the couch and waited on her hand and foot. That's what they're trying to say these parents did. But, Joe, there were bed sores. She has chronic bone infection. She has is covered in ulcers with fibers from the sofa, maggots that she had, they're embedded in the, in the exposed surface of the bones. She had to be alive when the exposed surface of her bones are there for mom and dad to see before she passed away. There were, of course, there was fecal matter in several places around her body. They had to have cleaned up some. Yeah. But, I mean, 12 years she didn't move. For 12 years, she did not, she, she stayed in that spot. Joe. Yeah, 12 yeah. Years. you think about that, and you think about these, these indwelling sores that she has. And, and one of the reasons, and for those in the audience that have uh, had to bear the burden of taking care of, of an infirm family member or maybe somebody that's up in age, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most important things they tell you to do uh, with people in this status is to roll them. You have to, you have to roll them to get them out of those dependent gravitationally dependent areas. So is that what causes yeah, the bed? Yeah, it is just not, not moving. moving. You leave them in one spot. And if folks at home will just think about, um, just think about if you right now, if you reach over and you feel your ribs, okay. And you can actually feel the margins of your ribs. So just imagine if you lay on, I don't know, pick a side, left or right side, and you stay in that position forever and ever, amen. Even though you have soft tissue in between your ribs and um, and the outer portion of your body, over a period of time, if you don't move from that position, I'm merely using the ribs as an example because that bone is very close to, to the surface. Right. The surface of the bone is going to wear through the underlying sub-Q fat through any kind of musculature that might be there and then into the dermis of the skin. It's kind of the pressure is coming from internally as opposed to getting having an external injury. This is something that is eroding from the outside, I mean from the inside and then outward because of that pressure. And then externally, the contact surface, which in this case would have been the surface of the sofa, it's also rubbing up against this area. So if she even made the slightest movement but stayed roughly in the same same position, that's creating friction on the surface of the skin. It's wearing away, Dave. It's wearing away every single day because she's not being moved. Her body's not being tended to. She's certainly not being cleaned because right. when somebody in a nursing home and it does happen. It doesn't mean that someone's being necessarily neglected in a nursing home if they have a bed sore. However, if you if you do not attend to bed sores, they are absolutely positively lethal. They have to be essentially debrided, kind of scraped out. They have to be treated with various creams, antibiotics, these sorts of things. And the idea is to get them off of those gravitationally dependent areas so you can have healing. The prop, the rub is here is that if you have someone that can't move themselves, what are you going to do? I mean, you can only flip somebody so many times, but it sounds to me as though that there was so little movement and care taken with her that it just wore away. How do you get a chronic bone infection that sounds yeah painful. Oh, it's it's markedly painful and a lot of a lot it? of that well it goes to the fact that the bone is wearing as well and so um you know the bone actually has vasculature itself it actually has vessels that that come through the bone um and so the wear the wear on that surface you know one, one of the things i always always imagine uh many times if, if i ever go out to the west coast and i see the shoreline out there with those big rocks and i think about how big were those rocks at one point in time? Because they're huge, particularly if you go up toward Northern California and Oregon, you get up in that area. But, you know, over a period of time, the wear from the wind and the sand, you know, kind of pummeling that area. Once you get past that cushion that you have with the body, where you have this layer of skin, sub-Q fat, 
you have overlying muscle tissue, once that's gone, the bone now is as tough and resilient as we think that it is. It's now exposed to the outside world. Bone is not meant to be exposed to the outside world in a living creature. And we've even got it to the point now where the bone is apparently eroded to the point where they've got indwelling maggots. Uh, that are there. And, you know, that that's the other thing that's that's quite striking about this case, Dave. You know, when you think about that indwelling in these, in these sores are going to be maggots, you're going to have eggs that have been laid. And here's what... What are maggots? For those yeah, who don't really know what a yeah, maggot it, is. It, they spring forward from the eggs of, of flies, all right? And every species of insect out there uh, has some form, but particularly in a case like this, what we're talking about are probably uh, common house fly, uh, blow fly. And when these creatures deposit their eggs, there's a cycle that they go through. And, you know, in my friends that, that work in forensic entomology, such as the great Jason Bird, if you ever get a chance to read anything about, about Dr. Bird, he's, he's a fascinating guy. But, you know, we measured in death investigation, now we're talking about dead bodies here, we measure the life cycle of how many generations of flies have come into a location and laid eggs, and they've gone through the whole cycle where they have the eggs, and they shed their their uh, uh, the husk, and they blossom into, you know, okay. adult flies. How do you how do you take the measure of that with a living person? Now, there, there have been throughout history cases where people have had infections in their bodies. And maggots at one point in time were actually prescribed by the medical community because the maggots placed into a sore would go in and they would eat all the nasties in there, particularly the bacteria. They would feast off of it. And it would keep a sore clean. But, you know, in this case, this is not just doesn't that's something seems, that'd be kind of going like bloodletting no right? no it's a step time. it's a step above <laughs> bloodletting uh, yeah and leeches uh you know which is probably ultimately what killed george washington they i think they let blood on him so many times but maggots can have been proven to serve you know to serve a therapeutic right. but that's that's not what we're talking about here dave we're talking about live she, she was, was alive, alive in that one yeah. spot and had yeah. maggots and had now, these conditions, now that you've explained them to me, from the bed sores to the chronic bone infection, and now the maggots, all say the same thing. And and the fecal matter, the urine, they all say that she was not being tended to, that she was being fed, but not bathed. She, When they found her, she was partially clothed, so we know they weren't changing her clothes because they would have had to move her to do that. And I just keep thinking what you just explained to me, Joe. I mean, bless her heart, this 36-year-old woman would have had nothing from her back down her yeah, leg. that's quite possible. And we have yet to see the images from her examination yet, but I can only imagine that the extent of these bed sores would, first off, they would be communicating with one another. And what I mean is that you can have one bed sore that might start off, say, I don't know, maybe three inches away from another. But as that erosion continues on a layer of skin, you can have these bed sores that suddenly become conjoined. And now it kind of erupts and they're filled with pus. Uh, you have pus, you have this exudate that comes out of them. They're always tacky to the feel. Um, and you, many people with bed sores develop septicemia, which is a system-wide infection. And that's, that's, that's the thing about this case. I can, I don't know what they're actually going to conclude at the end of the day relative to her, but I begin to think about this and I think, you know, how in the world did she, did she avoid going completely septic in, in like a matter of just a couple of years? You know, you've got somebody that we believe have, has, has, probably indwell that sofa for over a decade, Dave. Just let that sink in just for a second. And how how did she not develop septicemia then? And it's it's absolutely how did she how did her kidneys not fail? 
how did she not go into hepatic failure? Because you got all kinds of things working here. You know, she's laying around her own expelled waste. Uh, so you've got these non uh, these conditions that are essentially non-compatible with life, if you will. And, and we haven't even touched on this idea about the sofa being integrated into the body. But I know this, this poor young lady would have had a better shot at life had they just driven up to an ambulance route at a hospital somewhere, looked at the people on the other side of the sliding glass doors and said, we don't want to do this anymore. And they left her there. But that's not what happened. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Dave, I, I, was, I think the last time I weighed 96 pounds, I was probably nine <laughs> I think I think that might have been, you know, I think I might have been right. nine, you know, when I weighed that much. Yeah, I was a big kid. I mean, I, I was healthy, robust. Uh, right. Uh, still pretty big man, you know. Uh, and, but. With, with, In this with, case, the coroner's office said this, that's what she yeah, weighed, Lacey, Joe, and, Yeah. Oh, my. At 36 years 36. old. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, and she weighs 96 pounds. But the the corners, I saw. I was trying to ask you because I, not that I'm making light of it at all. No, no, because I don't think. You but are. I don't know how tall she is or anything else. But 96 pounds is not what I would think of as a starvation size. But yeah. there are ways that you can be starved without being teeny, but being malnourished, not being served the proper things. But odd that that would even with all the other things she has, with all the other with everything else going on with her medical yeah. weighing 96 pounds surprised me, but then listing starvation as a contributing factor. There was also one little note. She was found semi nude, semi naked and sitting upright in a sunken crevice in the sofa. That is the area between two cushions. But as you and I were looking at these pictures, you can see where she spent her yeah. time and you can see where the crevice is between the two and that, but it was almost like it had shuffled. It had moved where she, her body was because it didn't move. She was in the same position sitting upright for however many years they think possibly 12 years, not moving 12 years sitting upright in the same spot. And all I could think of was her back, her buttocks, her hips, hips yeah. all on the backside. Yeah. But her arms her, around the, yeah, uh, the shoulders uh, yeah, and elbows the, uh, with with bed sores. You mentioned this. I wanted to point that out. You've got the shoulders. You know who uh, one of the worst features uh, <laughs> relative to uh, relative to bed sores in the presentation are your shoulder blades, and you can imagine why. I mean, you know, we talked about uh, you know kind of the architecture of the, you know, we mentioned ribs and think about the architecture of your shoulder blade. If you're laying on that area, it's, it's palpable. I mean, you can put your hand on it. You know, most of us can make out even, you know, it's kind of triangular in shape and you can make out the edges of it. It's really close right. to the surface and, and then the spine as well. Those, you know, the, the, all of the little features along the spine. So any, any of those bony, what they refer to as bony prominences, as a matter of fact, if folks, if you'll take your thumb and go to your waistline and you can feel your, it's, it's actually called your iliac crest. It's, it's kind of, it's part of the pelvis. All right. And they look like wings and you can feel it. You know, some people might call it their hip, but it's not really their hip. It's the iliac crest. Um, the iliac crest right there. Uh, also, that's a point where you can develop bed sores. Uh, the coccyx, which is at the base of the spine, um, uh, which you know is essentially our tailbone, that is really, really close to the surface, so it can erode through there. I got, and here's another thing too. I I don't want to, you know, I don't dwell on this too much. But one thing that is amazing to me. Um, Working in the morgue for as long as I did, I worked on a lot of decomposing bodies, Dave. And flies were part of that environment. Going out on cases were part of that environment. You know, where I'm in a house and all my colleagues are in the house, we've got flies coming off of the body. They're landing on us. It's part of what we do. We accept it. All right. You go to the morgue. It's the same thing. As a matter of fact, we would hang up. Uh, do you remember the old Gulf pest strips, you know, that, yes. uh, we would have the sticky ones and you can still go into morgues and see these, they hang them from the ceilings because you have so many bodies that come in that have maggots and they're, they have associated flies that will come in the body bags. Um, and so because of that, you, you capture these flies, you know, in these environments you're working in, particularly in the morgue. But Dave, if if what they are saying is accurate and she has indwelling maggots, the family would have had flies everywhere. They would have been lighting on anybody that came into that home. Just let that sink in just for a moment. And I keep going back to time here. The, this period of time that she was in stasis on this sofa for all of these years, I, I can't even begin to kind of do the arithmetic that it would require to think about how many cycles, life cycles of maggots, how many generations, you're talking hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of generations of, of flies that may have come through that residence. Um, 
And I, I wonder, you know, did they have those pest strips hanging from the ceiling in there? Were they so aware of it that they got sick and tired of maggots or flies? So they would put the pest strips up and catch the flies to knock it down. You're, Is it possible that you can become because you're in it all the time and because it grew over a period, it didn't just start in one day and the smell and all got you. Is it possible that over a period of time, kind of like when you first time I ever went to Charleston, South Carolina, as you hit Somerville, which is a suburb as you're coming in on I-26 and you smell the wood, the paper mills. And it's a very strong smell. And and they will tell you, you won't smell it in a couple of days. Yeah. And it really does. After about a week, you don't even smell it anymore. Is it the same way where if you're in this environment every day where you just, your, uh, your senses, uh, ignore it? I, you know, I can't speak to these people. I, I would think that if it becomes your norm, perhaps, and it's hard, it's hard when you begin to think about normalizing this, you know, because you, yeah. you look at this life that as parents you have created, all right, or that you've brought into being, um, and you've been with this child, obviously, since the beginning. And here she is. She's 36 years old. And she is, um, she's been robbed of her humanity at this point in time. Um, you know, certainly there's, it would seem that it's one of the most undignified things. If you're talking about respecting, just respecting a fellow human I'm not even talking about, we, we're not even ascending to the level of parent now. We're just talking about just your basic human needs. Um, that's why I made the comment, you know, at the end of our last break about you would, you would think that at some point in time you would be moved by compassion and that you would. To do something. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds to me as if, my God, you think about how many people get disability that are across this mm-hmm. country right now. And some, they say, are not truly disabled i think in this particular case this young lady would have been ruled to have been disabled was she even on the rolls because even with with disability she could get some kind of home care she could get something that would have made it less miserable and this is neglect in a a horrible way when you point that out but you know what the coroner suggested what's that the coroner suggested that they didn't live inside that house that there's he said there's no way. He actually said that um, he does not believe. He believes the parents were not living in the house because, quote, nobody could stand the stench. And that might throw a monkey wrench into our idea that you could get used to it. Maybe you can't. I don't know. Yeah, but I do yeah. know this is that you were mentioning a minute ago about how the, the bed source can all kind of move together. Yes. And, and grow is that that way with other infections, she had COVID-19. Right. And in order to get COVID-19, I thought you kind of had to be out in contact with other people, you know, that it wouldn't just breed inside of a home where you haven't moved in 12 years from the place you're sitting. That seemed odd to me, but maybe the parents. Yeah, the the parents, you know, they've got to provide for the rest of the household for themselves. So they're out in public at some point in time. So anything that's out there, uh, you know, could potentially have made it in vis-a-vis them. And here's the other thing is that uh, COVID at its height was killing a lot of people that were infirmed. And the fact that she did contract COVID uh, is kind of interesting that it didn't compromise her to the point of death. And you're talking about somebody, look, if, <laughs> if anybody on their block had a weakened immune system, I think that she'd be number one in line. Uh, wow. considering what she had been subjected to over all all these many years. Dave, I got to tell you, I'm, look, I, I don't wish any ill will on anybody, but I think that in a case like this, this is something that the public needs to be aware of. It's something that I think that society should not be tolerant of on any level. And it would seem to me that some type of message should be sent. I'm, I'm hoping that in, in this poor woman's case, that there has been a message sent. Can you kind of fill me in on this? They actually agreed. They being the powers that be within the, the prosecutor's office. Uh, originally they were charged second degree murder and they were stayed for 18 months saying we loved her. We did not kill her. It was not intentional. 
they actually changed the charges to manslaughter and they went ahead and, and took a plea to a manslaughter charge. On one hand, I think that a trial would have been good because I, I want to try to understand and I want, I would hope that the public would want to try to understand what she went through and how long this went on, you know, till she finally succumbed, you know, sitting in that filth, in her own filth, you know, and had, had no way of expressing herself, Dave. And I think that that's, that's a real tragedy in all of this because we complain about all kinds of things day in and day out. I'm saying that in universal sense, not, not, <laughs> not you directly, Dave, but we all complain about things. But can you imagine having some kind of physical discomfort, some type of malady that no matter what position you try to put yourself in on a surface that you're sitting in, you can't get any comfort. You, you try to adjust maybe, maybe you've gotten too weak to adjust, but in your brain, maybe your pain centers are screaming out and you can't express that to anybody. There is no relief and you're just trapped. You're not just trapped in this house and on the sofa and in this filth, but you're trapped in your mind. Hopefully, this young woman is finally free of pain. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.